It's a football podcast with Safed Dean. The Dallas Cowboys are going to finish the season third. I think they can beat the Arizona Cardinals in the second to last week of the season. Tyler Dragon. And we follow producer Emily. No, 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 no. This is this sorry. Your you like a sore loser. And Josina Anderson. Wait till we get to the postseason and I'm be clapping back at it again. And I'll be like, oh, y'all still stand with these seven days. Each week, our USA Today Sports Plus Insiders Talk Axes analyze O's and bring you behind the scenes exclusive entertaining insightful because they know football but what's it called it's a football podcast It's week 15 of the NFL season, and where has this year gone? we got a couple weeks left. A lot of teams have four games left this season. I'm Safa Dean, joined by Tyler Dragon and Josina Anderson with USA Today Sports Plus. So, uh, really quick, uh, you know, as I see the people talking about, um, you know, the NFL and making people requ- requiring these booster shots, can we talk about that? What a transition. Go ahead, Josina. Yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to say, so the it's now official. The NFL requiring booster shots of all tier one and two staff by December 27. Memo has gone out to all teams. Um, I have not gone through and read this entire memo. That I see that they post their uh, CDC, the CDC recommendations when it comes to the booster shots. Um and uh, I'm just uh, okay. So I think I think most of this has to do as I'm trying to speed read this real quick. But the but the point that I want to get into is is one is that, but two, it to me this is good. Kudos, and I, I try to equally criticize and, and compliment when it comes to the things that the league does. Um, but again, not addressing <laughs> the waiting period by which if you're fully vaccinated and now boosted that you have to test is still the issue for me. I, I just, I just, I just don't understand why they won't, why they won't shorten the period. I get they want to incentivize, but there's, in, there's, you know, in, incentivizing. And then there's just like disregarding. It doesn't matter if you have the booster, if you have the vaccine, you can still get infected with the virus. And just because there's a less of a severe outcome and less hospitalization, which is all, all good things, it doesn't mean that you still can't test positive and still bring that home to a family member who might not be able to still deal with it as well. Allowing seven days to go in between tests is just ridiculous. It's, and I said it on Twitter. I put my name to it like 10 times this season. So this new mandate that is going to go into a, a, um, effect here covers what's classified as tier one and tier two employees, which is coaches, trainers, physicians, and others with direct contact to the players. And then as our audience may or may not remember, this does not affect the players based on the NFL PA's uh, negotiations at the beginning. Um, It does not change the requirements to opt out or what they have to do for the vaccine um, when it comes to that. So this this new requirement, um, regardless of the testing, which is a whole different topic as well, Josina, what you're getting into, requires booster shots for those tier one, tier two coaches trainers, physicians, and other direct uh, content contacts, but not the players. So, but, but again, you know, my, my, my point obviously is uh, again with the, t- I don't know how you guys feel about that. Obviously you guys have been out there doing games. I- I'll be out there in a couple of weeks, <laughs> um, you know, but I'll, you know, I'm be pissed after going this whole time since the pandemic started, not having catch the virus and going to go outside and catch a damn virus. 
Just saying. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you you, you do raise. Well, I better not point. go out there and catch a virus. Pull me back today and messing with y'all people out there after I done spent 15 months uncovidized. Okay, well, go ahead. The new mm-hmm. variant is, you know, and infecting people who are fully vaccinated, got the booster. So it really doesn't matter. And I do believe, you know, you're right. The NFL should require players to get tested within a shorter time frame than seven days. Seven days is way too long. I mean, you can, you can be, I mean, yes. you can just be walking around the building COVID positive. Hello. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or, or how about you're tackling, you know, Jalen Ramsey and you're COVID positive. Hello. And 37 <laughs> players tested positive on Monday. That's the most the NFL has had in a while. And, and still, and still, the, and still the Browns are, 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 are telling us how many positives there are. And they know it's plural. That, that, that's yeah. I didn't stutter when I put an S on the word positives, yeah. and, and, and I get it. Them. They still have to report them, and everybody should test a little bit more. And I think the NFL, by just having this booster rule, and after you know Tyler mentioned the Monday with the highest number this season, um, it shows that this is always an ever revolving issue here. Um, but, I, but but I, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry, Safa, please. No, 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 I think it's a it's a, a evolving issue that. Um, hopefully the players get tested a little bit more often. I think the PA is probably, you know, hoping or, or advocating for that here in the final four weeks. Because look, Thanksgiving just happened. There's a new variant coming out. The rest of the holiday season is coming up here. You got four games left. Then the playoffs for a bunch of other teams in January, February. Um, so you know, we got a long way to go. I, I know the season is going to be done in four weeks, but oh, still but how, but has how a long about way to go. Re- how about the regular season, Safi? How about when we get? How about Super Bowl Day? You gonna find out that um Tom Brady can't play because because we refused to have you know a testing cadence that's shorter and we could have found um, out sooner. I'm yeah, pretty it's, sure it's, the it's, NFL it's, does not want that. At oh, all. It's, right. so, it's not so so it's, it's 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 okay now. But wait till we get to the postseason and I'm be clapping back at it again and I'll be like, oh y'all still stand with these seven days? What is it going to take to shorten the testing cadence? You just had after. A record day, 37 players, the Browns and counting, currently have eight players on the list. And hopefully they can suit up a team that can actually play against the Raiders. So we'll see. I, I, I we'll see. So what, is, pra- what is it going to take? What is practice. it going to take? Huh? Cleveland practice squad going to get some shine this week. They have to move a bunch right. of guys up to the roster. Um, and it's a really bad situation for Cleveland because of the fact that, like we mentioned, they're second in the division now. And need every win they can to hopefully make the playoffs. But like you mentioned, Baker Mayfield not on the list now. That could change in the next couple of days. So more players could be added to that list too, depending on the outbreak and the severity of it. They better uh, hope they have Nick Chubb. They better hope they have Nick Chubb, and hopefully everybody else comes out healthy at the end of this. All right, this is uh, we don't know if anybody has the new vir- uh, variant. You know the the varying cases of how everybody is going to react to this. So. Um, a big situation to look at in Cleveland for sure moving forward. Again, I told you this is going to be mm-hmm. the topic of the day. This is going to be the topic of the week and going forward. The the NFL is that this is this is beyond. This is not me just being lathered, being lathered. The whole topic for the podcast t- today, whether you're talking about OBJ and the Browns or COVID, logic is logic. Quit the BS. <laughs> Shorten the time. That's it. Yeah, Seven that's, days that's is ridiculous. 
And if it comes out that Baker Mayfield now is positive or they even have more and they can't feel the team against the Raiders, mm-hmm. this is just what's positive today. That's why they shut it down. I got the text early this morning that they were shutting down and didn't even go in quite as much as I, I could have when I sent that tweet. And that's why I was silent for an hour because they knew that I knew. Okay. All right. So whatever. It's just ridiculous. It's just really, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, that's, it's just dumb because now all of those people who are around all of those people, taking it back to all of those people and you don't know what their health situations are. That is reckless. I've said it before many times. The NFL is a microcosm of society. Numbers are surging all across the country. The country. And, world. World. and, and you know, well. the, it, the NFL, we're, everybody's still learning about, COVID-19 and it's, it's been two years yeah. the, the NFL I, I, I believe is still you know working its way through it and trying to figure out how to handle how to cope with this virus and they're learning on the fly just like we all are they should be testing players regularly but we're not learning not. that is problematic and yeah. the fact that you had a record day yesterday when 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 we knew even less last year we know more now it's not an excuse we know more now don't know enough mm-hmm. but we we know more now and you had a record day yesterday but why because it's too lax and so the players take that mentality back home because it's mm-hmm. too lax because you're not treating it as if it's still a problem but that's the problem we all have as a country <laughs> because everybody's acting like it's over and it's really not. Right. Right. And then, and then the last one I make soft it as you, as you wrap me up is because is because this, I, I want to say this about the NFL. It goes to a larger desire. Okay. From the NFL in this year, if you've noticed, they have changed their PR mantra. The, the NFL more so has turned the corner with how they deal with things. They want to be even more out the headlines. It is don't overreact as, as not to, uh, to lengthen out the news cycle. You see it with Deshaun Watson. You see it with the whole, that is their new, that's their new mode of operation. And so having to kind of answer to this puts them more in the headlines or what have you. But again, there is a, there's, there's trying to incentivize the players and then there's just disregarding logic. It, it just doesn't make sense. The Rams off a huge win, 30-23 to against the Arizona Cardinals this week, shaking up the standings in the NFC. Tyler was at the game. He was live and in charge in Phoenix, checking out the Rams, checking out the Cardinals. Uh, by the way, his pick was wrong last week. But anyways, we'll get to that later in the show. Tyler, what's your big takeaway from the Rams-Cardinals game, man? Well, what really jumped out to me was Aaron Donald. He was a man amongst boys last night. Five tackles, three sacks. He had a pass deflection that led to an interception. He needs to uh, be in the defensive player of the year discussion. I know he's won it three times before, but he was dominant on Monday night. I know everybody's going to talk about Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup in the offense, OBJ had a good game as well. But Aaron Donald was really the reason why the Rams pulled off the upset, a shorthanded Rams team because they're having their own COVID-19 outbreak in the locker room. That defensive line pretty much dominated the Cardinals' offensive line, and Aaron Donald is the reason why, controlled the line of scrimmage. And then the offense did what they needed to do. 
They ran the football well. And Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup, that connection was unstoppable. Cooper Cup had 13 receptions, a career high. Uh, like I said, Odell Beckham scored another touchdown. He has touchdowns in three straight games with the Rams. So he's building a chemistry with Matthew Stafford. It was just a good all-around performance by the Los Angeles Rams. You're right. They look back. They look like one of the best teams in football. But Aaron Donald is the reason why they won that game last night. He was the best player on the field by a mile. Uh, well, first of all, there, there's, so, there's, so, there's so many things about this um about this Rams win. Uh, it just, for me, the first thought that comes to my mind is, is that, you know, the defense, I, I, there's so many thoughts. I'm trying to think about what, where to go first. But the, first of all, the, the defensive performance was so much better in comparison to when they played the 49ers when OBJ and Von Miller first got there. Raheem, kudos to Mar- Raheem Morris for making the adjustments. They look locked in. Everybody wasn't distracted by all the, the Hollywood vibe and the new boys coming in town. Like, they were prepared to play and fight. You could see that. Secondly, it was Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford was locked in. Right before the game, I got a text talking about Matthew Stafford needs to stay in the pocket no matter what if he's getting ready to take a hit and deliver that ball on point where it's supposed to go, not sailing over people's heads, not looking, you know, discombobulated because it's too much hype. And, 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 and to his credit, and understandably, there were new pieces that came in. Robert Woods goes out. It's a lot going on. But Matthew Stafford is getting paid a lot of money to, you know, make it happen no matter what the circumstances are. You can tell that they benefited thirdly by the extra time. OBJ, having time to acclimate, get in, you know, um, Von Miller having time to acclimate, get in. There was one time where I think Lewis Riddick was talking about last night and he made an excellent play to, to uh, push up against Kyla Murray, waited to see if he was going to step in, roll out or what have you, didn't over pursue and go behind the quarterback, was able to keep him contained. That frustrated them. And the Cardinals need to learn that, you know, you're going to have adversity through a game and it's not going to always go your way. And they need to show in terms of not just having the best record, but the maturity when you are getting beat, to show that you can stay in the trenches and continue to fight. So it was lit by that. And then lastly, of course, your boy OBJ, getting in there, doing some of the things that he used to do. And I first covered with him with the Giants, coming off the outside hash, you know, crossing back in, you know, for the slant, you know, being able to start from the outside, come across the field, get the ball in the middle, keep going, use his uh, agility in the short area, all the vintage things that you used to see. Heard from him this morning talking about he wished he could have, uh, you know, had the ball even coming to him even more and things like that just because he was in that lather and I've seen it, you know, but the, and it's not because it's new that he was in a lather, but it was new that, you know, everything was connected while he was in that lather as well from, feeling better from a health standpoint, back on page and things like that. So that was really, really good to see. And when the Rams are performing, that type of team is performing. It's way more interesting in the NFC. Tyler, I need you to bring it like Josina just brought it just now mm-hmm. for the podcast, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Josina just rattled off a bunch of reasons why the Rams persisted over the Cardinals last night. And, you know, uh, one thing just came into my mind uh, watching the game, watching OBJ catch that. Uh, touchdown pass. Oh, excuse me. He didn't catch it. Yeah, he, when he caught that touchdown pass in the game, three touchdowns in the last three games, like you mentioned, Tyler. Uh, I think OBJ's dad was correct. I think LeBron James was correct too. Um, I think OBJ finally, you know, found a nice little home in LA. And uh, 
I don't think he was the problem in Cleveland, Tyler. But we don't need no, first of all, we don't need no cosigns. The video is the video. We already knew this, regardless of whether some dude in his basement and who done it where USA made a compilation video to show us. We already saw what 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 time it was. And I think that listen, I I like Baker Mayfield. All this heat that y'all feeling now is gonna come on my show later today because we're getting ready. Listen. I like Baker Mayfield. I was there when John Dorsey drafted him. I talked to Dorsey many a times. I think mm-hmm. and that was the right decision. But it is still uh, a, it's a problem. You want to call it indictment, you could call it indictment. But it is a problem when you have that level of talent on the team. He's not getting the ball when he should, when the call is made for him. I got sources up and down that building and across the league. I know when they had times when the ball was called for OBJ and he was not getting it to him. That's not that's not good. You can't have things lingering and and not get the ball. Even if somebody else is open and they they score a touchdown like Njoku did against the Chargers, fine. But it's problematic when you don't get it to him and and he's called for it and it and the ball doesn't advance. Not so, looking good for the Browns right now. Let, let me let me say a couple of things. First mm-hmm. of all, Josina, you ate your Wheaties today, obviously. I got time today. Con- well, I don't have okay. time, but I got time. Okay. So <laughs> she had a juice today. Regarding <laughs> Baker Mayfield, mm-hmm. now we've seen him for multiple years, and the problem with him is is he is too conservative with mm-hmm. the football, and obviously he never built a chemistry with Odell Beckham. But when I see Baker Mayfield in the pocket delivering passes, he has to see the receiver wide open. It has to be almost obvious for him to pass the football. He doesn't like to take chances or risk and deliver the football in tight spaces. That's not his game. And maybe it's a confidence issue. I don't know. But that is the problem with him. And Odell Beckham Jr., he still had it. We, we saw him running routes. And last night, that shallow cross that he ran, uh, that was vintage OBJ. I, I haven't seen that since his New York Giants days. He looked like the old Odell Beckham Jr. So kudos to him. It looks like he's building a good relationship and good rapport with Matthew Stafford, better than he had in his entire tenure in Cleveland. But back to the Cardinals. They were number one going into this game. The Rams were shorthanded. They having COVID issues without arguably their second best player in Jalen Ramsey. They can't win at home. All their losses have been at State Farm Stadium this year. They are undefeated on the road and have three losses at home. That's just uncalled for. And now they are number three in the NFC. And I don't see the Cardinals going on the road in the playoffs, in Green Bay or Tampa Bay and Winnie Winnie on the road. So the Cardinals, they got to go back in that locker room, adjust, figure out their issues. I still believe in them at the end of the day. But last night, it it caused me and definitely a lot of Cardinals to be concerned. You still believe in them, huh? I still believe it. It was all good just a week ago, Tyler. It was all good just just a a week week ago. Just a week ago, (laughs) you were saying the Cardinals were going to win the NFC. They were going to win the NFC title game. They were going to be in the Super Bowl with your Chiefs. I I never said the Super Bowl. I never said Super Bowl. You put the words in my mouth. We're going to need producer Emily to go back down (laughs) down the archive last week and, uh, and, and kind of bring this up again. But, 
look, the Cardinals had their hiccup, just like all the other teams in the NFL have had their hiccups this season. And it's up to them in the final four games to see how they edge this out. The Bucks have taken the lead in the in the no, excuse me, the Packers have the lead in the NFC. Am I correct on that one there? Yes. The Packers are number one, the Bucks are number two, the Cardinals drop to number three. All the way to number three. Right? <laughs> and, the, and then and then the problem with the Cardinals is they're doing it to them just like not a lot of national people believe in them. And they had a national game against the Packers and a national game against the Rams. <laughs> like, Cardinals, you're trying to make your point as the best team in the NFC, the best team in the NFL, and gain respect. And when everybody's watching you, you lose at home. <laughs> so they're doing it to themselves. Yeah, the Cardinals, their issues you know, have always been, you know, if Cliff Kingsbury is going to make the right calls or if Kyler Murray is going to write the, make plays down the stretch, right? Um, those have happened. Those things have re- reoccurred in their three losses this season. And they're also going to ultimately going to be the reason why they either advance or lose in the playoffs in a couple weeks. So um, it's a good wake-up call for the Cardinals, I think. And it's a huge time to actually wake up for the Rams as well. Um, but like we said, it's it's heating up in the NFC, especially atop the standings there. And I still think, you know, outside of the Chiefs there, one of those four teams definitely have a great shot to get to the Super Bowl. And I just, you know, again, and there's a larger message to be said here with regards to this whole OBJ session. And these are life lessons by Josina. And and Mm -hmm. I rail against this tonight in in full regalia. Uh, Again, The, the this and this is is just uh, it's just it just spans across beyond football and and just in general. There are people that you stare at in life and you know they have obvious talent, and just quit the bullshit. You know that they have obvious talent. Mm-hmm. OBJ didn't forget how to play football. It's there, you know even AJ Green with his situation with Cincinnati. I remember when I was on the phone that day and I had reported after talking to the Bengals that they were going to move on from him and he was, and, and he was going to go to another team. And I talked to uh, um, AJ that day and, you know, and I, and that's a whole different situation too, in terms of a new coach coming in and wanting to put his you know footprint down and what have you. And sometimes you have a veteran presence of players and you don't necessarily feel like you can do that, you know, with certain, you know, not that AJ is a problem, but in terms of really just establishing your footprint, not to mention that AJ was going through a number of injuries and I get that, but, but however, the point is still this talent is talent is talent and you need to win with talent and more specifically to OBJ. It, 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 it was problematic to lean in to that narrative to kind of help use that to surround the decision. I have a problem with that. You know what I'm saying? I know what that feels like. I have a problem with that. That's That to me is, is BS. You, when, your name goes with you. Your production goes with you. You are what you are and you are. And that's why I understand it. I see it. Players know I see it. I see it, experienced it myself. I, I know what that is. And so I love to see AJ Green. I love to see OBJ. I love to see whether you want to say Jalen Ramsey, whoever, go to another place and ha- mm-hmm. and have success and show that and show what time it is and show that the name on the back of the jersey is still popping, no matter what y'all want to say. And and it and it's and it's and it's wrong to lean into trying to make it feel like it's some it's 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 a, it's a character issue. 
You can have that conversation all day if you want to. I still debate you on it with his time, you know, with the New York Giants. But they're outside of that week leading up to when he left out of Cleveland. There was no peep. There was no peep. B.S. There was no peep. Pull out the tape from a football standpoint. We just we could just leave it, even leave it to football. We can leave it to football. Wide the f open. Wide open. Problematic. And I and I've said it, and I'm gonna say it. Say it again. And we're gonna do it with our chest today. <laughs> and these are life lessons by Josina Anderson, rated <laughs> PG thirteen version. <laughs> we to change. Just, we to change. We're about to Come change the name now. of this. We're going to change the name of the podcast this week to "It's a Josina Football." Uh, Josina Anderson Football. Podcast. No, you're going to change. No, you're going to change it to <laughs> "Wide the F Open." Uh, and, and, and no, because we remember, remember, open. remember when there was a the, the stand up going on. I won't name no names because I have I have respect for my colleagues let's, or what have let's you. Let's keep our jobs too, Josina. Let's keep our. Oh jobs. no, no, no! It ain't about worried about a job. Let's, let's get. I, this, this is this 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 let's is more. No, no, this is more about I have respect for my fellow colleagues. Mm-hmm. Let's 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 make sure that's understood. However, that don't mean I agree. <laughs> OK. 1, and when, when there is a you know, when we're talking about, um, oh, you know, because made it seem like it's because OBJ was freelancing. OK, that. because because it's freelancing and, uh, and not supposed to be where he's supposed to be in a. Oh, wait a minute. Like this is a brand new term. Rhythm and timing offense. Really, mm-hmm. really, rhythm and timing. Guess what? If he's oh, if he's open, rhythm and timing. You throw the ball to who's open. It but don't that, matter. That it doesn't to, matter. That goes to, and, not, and not to make this podcast all about <laughs> you drinking your tea. You drinking your tea, Simon? That goes to my point about Baker Mayfield having to see receivers wide open and not giving passes, delivering passes unless they're wide open. Like he delivers passes to receivers that he knows that are open and knows that are safe. He's conservative with the football. He's always been that way. And sometimes with OBJ, there were some tight spaces and he didn't feel comfortable throwing them in the football. Maybe oh, he didn't trust his arm strength. Tyler. You're being too nice. You're being too nice. That's not what it is. It's not that podcast for that. No, no, no. No, 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 no. No, you're being you're being too nice. No, no, no. I'm just I'm just playing both sides. I get it. I trust me, I get I get it. OBJ was open a lot of those times. But there were other we saw instances. The video. Yes, I saw there were other instances we where he we saw doesn't the, trust the producer his all arm. up in the video. <laughs> he doesn't trust his arm. And I mean, just point back, let's just put it blank. They didn't have connection, they didn't have chemistry, and it didn't work out. Okay, so and this it's is okay. What, but this is what, what you're saying is correct from a football level, but that's the surface. That's the surface. I, what I'm talking about is deeper than that. It, it, yes, that's true, but it's deeper than that. Part of part of not, in my opinion, which I'm allowed to have, part, you know, part <laughs> of not going, and I'm not saying that for y'all. I'm saying that for, for the people who are listening. Um, um, what I'm what I'm saying is is that par, part of part of not go, going to OBJ is an inability to do it or having to see people open or, or whatever it is. Part of not going to OBJ when the call is for OBJ, not because of what I'm saying, but because of what I hear from people in the building or direct, whatever you want, whatever you want to say. 
Mm -hmm. I'm telling you the truth, okay? Make no mistake. Part part of it is because, in, in people's opinions, watching the tape, he didn't want to go there. That is different from a football reason. That is a deeper, uh, more problematic reason. Let's make sure we understand that. And again, I am pro-Baker being on that team. Let's make that clear. But that issue is separate, and that issue is problematic. <laughs> All right. Okay. No, because it's but 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 that's no, a problem. Complete, no, because I don't because I don't I don't I don't know because I just I don't that I don't like that. It's wrong. If that that is wrong, you know you yeah, you're talking about you're messing. With, you're talking honest. about with messing with people's careers. That is mm -hmm. wrong. Let's 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 not. That's not right. And yeah. this is not just because it's OBJ. You know, people made the mistake a lot of times, too, when the Kaepernick thing was going on. They're like, oh, JoJo's oh, yeah. Kaepernick. I'm JoJo's pro Kaepernick. I've not talked to Kaepernick like hardly not one time. People always mistake that if I go hard on something, it's because I like this person, whatever. I go hard when I believe something. Make, mm -hmm. Please make that clear. So, again, with, with, with messing with someone's career, that is wrong. Leaning into a negative uh, narrative. narrative to try to amplify yourself mm -hmm. is wrong. And then when talent comes out and still proves itself again, okay, yeah. all right. And now we're looking <laughs> at a situation now where the Browns are seven and six. Uh, they went from last to second place in the NFC North. They got four games left. But, I mean, honestly, they've been trading wins and losses the last seven, eight weeks. So you don't really know what Browns team is going to show up the rest of the season. And when you turn it back to the Rams – uh, it looks like they probably may have turned a corner um, after their recent skid because of the fact that OPJ is getting a little bit more acclimated in that passing game, because Von Miller is a little bit more acclimated in that defense, because Aaron Donald is still Aaron Donald. He might be like the LeBron James of football, um, a guy who should be considered for the you know defensive player of the year every year, but maybe hated on it because of the fact that he's won it so many times already. Um, and now you're looking at two teams that have gone two different complete directions. Um, and then have nothing to do with each other with each other outside of the fact that OBJ played for both of them. So I'm interested to see how the rest of the season unfolds for both those teams. Uh, but guys, let's get into another topic because we were really heavy there on Rams, Browns, OBJ. Sava, but can you say this? Shout out to uh, Sean Jefferson too, having a coach. You know, when his uh, his son uh, his son is scoring and he's trying to he's trying to be like, yes, no, yes, no. That was uh, that was totally uh, you know that that was such a great moment. Uh, kudos for ESPN for highlighting that yesterday. Really, Sean really Jefferson good looked, stuff. He looked yes. gorgeous. He looked gorgeous. Yeah. <laughs> so you know he got to He got to contain and celebrate. Contain, celebrate, contain. So I don't even um, know if he was happy. His son. Uh, speaking of, speaking of which, oh, okay, I'll leave that alone. <laughs> speaking of which, but any, but anyway, I'm gonna highlight that. But 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 kudos to Sean uh, to you know to have his son perform like that. That's a really cool moment for him. Kudos to Raheem Morris for figuring it out because that stuff was uh, like a sponge against against the 49ers. Mm -hmm. But I do believe that the Arizona. I, I'm lit for the NFC. This is this is why we watch the NFL. This is why. I'm not. I don't be into the NBA because I, these regular the regular season games are. What is my phone blowing? Gee, ah! Sorry, sorry. Um, the NFC the <laughs> NFC is going to be very fun to watch. Very fun to watch. Sorry, sorry. So my phone so, is getting so blown let, up. So let, Somebody let me, else is lit too right now. <laughs> let, let, let me let me ask you you two a question. Mm -hmm. First of all, the the NBA don't hate on the NBA. The NBA is good. The Lakers going to win the title. No, 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 but no. But anyways, no. I the NBA ain't been good since 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 Michael Jordan left the Wizards. Okay, now.
we we already discussed how the Packers they took over the number one spot. When it's mm-hmm. all said and done, week eighteen is settled. Which team do you think will own the number one spot in the NFC, and who will be two and three? Uh, you asking me? I'm asking both of you. Two. Okay. Well, for, well, first of all, um, for, well, I'm, I'm first of all, you cannot you know bet against. Or you have a problem betting again, even though I don't bet, um, you know, as far as like, you know, making predictions, at least not on the show right now, unless I change my mind, which I, I'm free to do. <laughs> but, 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 Tom, you can, it's hard to root, bet, whatever against Tom Brady in, in the postseason. That, that dude has the drop the blood pressure factor when it's critical moments. He has that, you know, Mamba had that, you know, who else got Michael Jordan has that. LeBron James, um, LeBron James have that. You, it's so few. You saying both? I mean, I listen, and, and and I'm not saying I'm I'm an elite athlete, but when I when I ran at Carolina, trust me, I mm-hmm. have that. If you have that alpha gene, you have that ability to want the ball, want to run anchor, whatever it is. When when the time comes and show yourself, and and having that mental gene, you. So I, I when mm-hmm. I know when I recognize that in other people, I'm not. So Tom Brady. I love that. I love you how ran, you ran first leg, though, right? No, 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 no. Your girl was anchor. <laughs> Your girl was anchor. Check the tape, yo. Check the tape. Go third train leg, in the mouth. Coming around. Come, come around. Come around. Third okay. Junior Olympic. Leg. Junior Olympic gold medalist. Check. Check the tape. But anyway, it's not an HD, check, but we're gonna check it. It won't be an HD. That is correct. <laughs> that, that, that that's all right. And we still don't have any wrinkles on this face. But anyways, <laughs> not gonna bet against Tom. But but I'm excited for the NFL because unlike Tyler, the NBA with 82 regular scenes with guys just you know doing whatever they do until uh-huh. it gets to the postseason. NBA basketball is all about the postseason. Oh my god, right. it's too commercialized. Right, too much load management. Too much. I can't play today. Let's not even get into Ben Simmons in Philly, where I, mm-hmm. I oh my gosh, let's not even go there. Please, that's can't do bad. it. That's, that's part of the soap opera, though. You that's that's part of the soap opera. Yeah, you can have a whole <laughs> podcast on the Rich Paul Ben Simmons right now. Mm-hmm. We could we could do that if you want to, but hard to hard to look away from the postseason when it comes to to <clears> Tom Brady because no team has Tom Brady. Aaron Rodgers this. still. Aaron Rodgers still. When yes. was the last time uh, the Packers won uh, the Super Bowl? Uh, what year was that? 2010? More than a couple years. <laughs> Way more than a couple years. It, it doesn't feel like a couple years, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was still studying and taking tests. 2011. 2011. <laughs> 2011. 10 years ago. Wow. 2011. Meaning that there, there's uh, – and is there anybody on that team other than – who else was on that team when uh, he won it? The Packers. Anybody? Maybe Randall Cobb. What about no, Randall Cobb? What was Randall? Yeah, I don't know Randall Cobb. But anyways, there's not a lot of people mm-hmm. on that team who under who team. have that, who understand that, right? You see what I'm yeah. saying? So you got a lot of people who've been there, done that now on that Tampa Bay team, and have that belief. And belief carries you over pressure. <laughs> belief carries you over pressure. So, so let me answer your question, Tyler. The Bucks. Uh, Josina picked the Bucks. I did not pick the Bucks. I said it was hard I mean, to pick against the Bucks. Uh, let me answer. Let, I'll, 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 take the, I'll answer the question. I'll take <laughs> the Bucks. I'm going to take the Bucks. <laughs> Bucks are going to end the season at the at number one seed. They probably got the easiest schedule to end this season. They got to play the Panthers twice and the Jets, and they got the Saints coming up on Sunday. Uh, number two, I'm going to surprise you. No, I'm just kidding. It's going to be the Packers for me. 
I think the Packers are still good. I'm kind of concerned about Aaron Rodgers' toe moving forward. But my third team is not going to be your Arizona Cardinals, Tyler. My third team is not going to be the Los Angeles Rams either. Mm. The Cowboys? It's going to be the Dallas Cowboys. Wow. The Dallas Cowboys are going to finish the season third. They got to play the Giants. They got to play Washington. I think they can beat the Arizona Cardinals in the second to last week of the season. And I think they're going to win in Philly, too, to probably get that last uh, home home field advantage seed, too. I think the Cowboys jump into this mix here uh, later on this season, Tyler. <laughs> I, I, I like your top three. I think the NFC is going to stay how it is right now. Packers <laughs> number one. You said that last week with two. the Cardinals at the top, man. Now you yeah, I did, week, but but now, but now I, I'm allowed to change my mind. I, I got some. <laughs> I, I I got some new evidence. When I get new evidence, mind. I'm allowed to change my mind. And uh, the Cardinals, they do have a tough stretch. And like like you just mentioned, they have to go at Dallas and beat the Cowboys in Jerry World. And uh, based on what I seen last night, I don't think they could do it. But we'll see. Let's see if they can rebound from uh, Monday's loss. Guys, I want to switch topics real quick to uh, two injuries that could probably have some big effects for the rest of the season. Lamar Jackson had a, uh, a foot injury, injured, injured his ankle against the Browns last week left the game in that loss to the Browns. And Aaron Rodgers said after the game on Sunday against the uh, – where the Packers play again? Bears. <laughs> the Bears. the Bears. It's a lot of Again, who the Packers play? Is that, is, that, is that the name of the lot. team, who the Packers play? I mean, he owns them, so we should have just said Aaron Rodgers played well, the team he owns. Um, but uh, we got a toe injury for Aaron Rodgers. He said may have gotten a little worse. We got an ankle injury for – Lamar Jackson and the Ravens, and we know what Tyler's going to say right now when we bring up Baltimore. Oh God! Oh God! Which which injury do you think has a bigger effect on their respective team this this uh these final four weeks? Well, uh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I'm just well. I, I just think that the whole thing with the the toe, uh, the pinky toe, and Aaron Rodgers is problematic. Um, I've, I've had you know an ongoing uh, sesamoid you know, injury that can still flare up if I catch it the wrong way from my days when I used to be a ballerina, because you have to roll through your foot no matter what it is you do. And even more so, sorry for leaning back, even and even more so when you are, uh, uh, you know, an elite athlete, not just every day walking to work and all these other things. So the thought that that isn't going to catch at some point, because then you're getting the injections, which doesn't allow you to feel it, you know, during the game. And then, yes, surprise, surprise, when the swelling comes down and the pain, you know, injection wears off, you're going to feel it. And even worse, perhaps notice that you've done something different. Now, Dr. Robert Anderson is the best in the NFL when it comes to foot injuries. Used to be in Carolina. Now he actually moved his practice to Green Bay. So he is there. He can actually see the NFL's best foot doctor in his state. So all of the information is right there. It's just a matter of whether Aaron Rodgers is going to pay attention to it. But I, I, I am concerned to a certain degree. Yes, he can work the pocket without having to, uh, you know, move around too much. But when you start working up against those elite defenses and they try to flush you out, yes, you're going to have to move. And, you know, it could be drastic. We saw what happened when uh, Jordan Love came in there. Not that he can't get there, but obviously not Aaron Rodgers today. <laughs> So, 
I'm gonna go. <laughs> Why are you with, laughing? Stop it. I'm laughing because anytime with, I hear the Jordan, Lo- I didn't. Anytime I hear Jordan Love story, I think about his girl and his mama at the top, the top of the stadium in Kansas City. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. That is. Why are you laughing at that? <laughs> that is terrible. It'd be cold in Kansas City. I was just there. They're yeah. gonna sit at the top of the stadium. Jordan Love's mom <laughs> and his poor girlfriend up there. Anytime I hear that name, I'm gonna think about that. Should have so, but how? But how come Jordan just didn't? So, is that's because you're trying to do it off the free tickets? How come you didn't mm. buy your girl better tickets then? If they was gonna do it like that, you're you supposed to swoop in and get the. Right you're you supposed to get the fifties. Get the fifties. Oh, I'm gonna be damn if my if my boo had me at the top of any stadium. <laughs> okay, I don't think so. <laughs> 50-yard line where I'm supposed to be and seen. Okay, go ahead, Tyler. So you don't know Jordan Love's player situ- pocket situation right now? Oh, you even don't buy six tickets. figures. They get the friends and family tickets, and it just so happens that the it just so happens. the worst ticket Oh, that's <laughs> Right, and so when he found that out, you're supposed to be like, oh, no, just like Whitney Houston in hell to the no. You're supposed to go ahead and correct that and put, her, and put your girl. When they did that, she should have been on the logo. He didn't. He didn't have time. He had to worry about starting <laughs> mm-hmm. a, his first mm-hmm. NFL football game. Got to get a better assistant. Got to get a better somebody to work that out. Can't, can't have that. That that because now Soffit is laughing three weeks later on this on that video. Come on now. It's a couple more. I'm gonna laugh the rest of my life when I hear oh, that. Oh my! Goodness. Terrible. Like this is like <laughs> terrible, terrible. Terrible. To answer your question, we got off the rails a little bit. I uh, have to go with the Ravens and Lamar Jackson, and I say this because. Aaron Rodgers has indicated if he did get surgery, he might not miss time. So mm-hmm. there's a situation. I can Which see. Which I don't situation. know how. I don't know yeah, how that right. works. But, okay. but it's not a long-term injury, a long-term recovery process. So I can see a scenario where Aaron Rodgers elects to get surgery week 18 and miss that entire week. The Packers play the Detroit Lions. Hopefully they have their playoff spots solidified. They might not. But Jordan Love he can't beat the one-win Detroit Lions. It is in Detroit. I get it. Now, why pick the Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens? They went into week 14 with 16 players on injured reserve. They're, they're the walking wounded right now. Then you have Lamar Jackson, Calais Campbell, both get injured. Those were their two best remaining healthy players. Now, Lamar Wait, say Jackson, that again. You said Calais and what? Calais Campbell went down with a thigh injury. Right, Lamar but what did you Jackson, say before that? Okay. They were their two best healthy players remaining. Did something happen? Did something happen to Sammy in the game? At some point he was on the sideline. I, I think I read something. But go ahead. I don't believe he it's it's a you know concerning injury with Sammy Watkins. No, no, no. I'm just saying that there were uh periods of time. I'm sorry, what is going on with my computer? There were periods of times where um, some time this yes, morning, yes. Yeah. No, no, no. During yeah. the during the game. Okay. I, no, no, but go ahead, but go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, and, you know, going into that Week 14 game, Lamar Jackson was responsible for, what, 78% of the Ravens' offense. And we all know they can't really run the ball successfully right now without Lamar Jackson and J.K. Dobbins uh, in the backfield. So the Ravens desperately need Lamar Jackson to be healthy, that ankle needs to be healthy for him to be able to run and throw the ball. He's responsible. He's the leading rusher on the team, obviously the leading passer. So without him, they don't have anybody left, and they're not a contender. They're one of the worst teams in the NFL without Lamar Jackson because all their players 
are in the operating room or in the medical room. <laughs> it, it is sad. They have so many players on injured reserve. It, it, I feel sad for them because going into the season, they had enough talent to win the AFC North. And now, right now, what, the Browns might be in the best position to win the division. The Bengals might be in a position to win the posi- division. The Ravens, they're the walking wounded right now. And Lamar Steelers. Jackson, they need him. Now, the Steelers, they're done. No love Steelers for the Steelers? Are Steelers are done. Even if I come back in Minnesota, they might find their juice, their mojo. The comeback, they lost. So now it's the part of our It's a Football podcast where we get into our insider picks. I have no idea what their records are, but I know they're going to be fighting about something. Let's start you, off with You know who's fun. winning, though. Uh, who's winning? What? What? No, who's you winning? know. No, I don't know the record. Do oh, I know? Okay. I have no official. I don't know. Go it's Tyler, Tyler, Tyler. Purdue, no, producer Emily. I need. I need somebody to announce. The Tyler needs somebody to announce so I could poke my chest out as a. Mm. It was a one and four record from Soffin. Oh Jesus! Two and three Only record from Tyler. So uh, you won one game. Only two games? You were one and four before this year. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. What were the games that Ty- Safin missed? All four of them? All you want to know all four of them? I want to know what's the one he got. I want to know what he missed. Safin missed. He picked Baltimore over Cleveland. He picked uh, <laughs> that, that one. That we can excuse. That we can excuse. We can excuse that one. Okay, go ahead. He took San Fran over Cincinnati. Tyler did too. Tyler did too. He took Buffalo over Tampa Bay, which he almost had a big payout for. And he took Arizona <laughs> After all the slander early in the podcast over the LA Rams, the one that he got mm. right was Dallas over Washington. Mm. And I also like to mention that Congrats in, in for the, the one where I stop it. I, I like to mention in the podcast, if you listen back to it, Tyler, I said I would like to pick the Bucks and I would like to pick the Rams. And Tyler was like, No, 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 we can't do this. I have to keep my lead of the picks. So you have a two game lead, Tyler, in the picks. Congratulations. And that's not true. Producer Emily laid down the rules. And we follow producer Emily's. No, 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 no. This was, this was your you stipulation. Like a sore loser. You sound like a sore loser. And you okay. show me a sore loser, and I'll show you a winner. Like Micah Hyde said. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. I'll come in here before we start. So there's no questions going into next week. Safa's your pick record is, your is pick. 40 and 31, and Tyler's is 42 29. Going into these picks, once Josina moves on to the next set of games, there is no changing picks. So you have up it. until that Ooh, Emily done lay down the law. We never changed my picks. This is what I'm it. saying. We just we never changed it. I was right. In, I never in other and words, I handed over to No Welshin. That's what she said. No Let's Welshin. go. Let's go for the Thursday night game. Okay. Josina. Thursday night. Oh, trust me, I got to go too. Uh Chiefs nine and four versus the Chargers eight and five. Tyler Dragons, nine and four Chiefs. They are, you know, doing their thing because the defense is getting it together. And, and the Chargers Dragons, are Los eight Angeles and five. And his loss. So I know this is going to be a tough one for Tyler because both of your quarterback boos are going up against each other. So who are you going to pick? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Like the shots throw. <laughs> yes. Tyler, you hear the shots every week. Yes. These are the same shots yeah. every week. <laughs> oh God! Well, well, first of all, I will I will be at the game. I'll, I'm pretty sure I'll have Roscoe's as my pregame meal. Oh, here so we go. Right stadium is the best stadium in football. I must admit, uh, you know, must be uh, nice. Chiefs. They're on a six game winning streak, but the Chargers they're they're doing pretty Chargers. good. Well, J- Justin Herbert. I mean, Chargers. first quarterback in NFL history to toss thirty touchdowns in his two, two first seasons. seasons. 
But the Chiefs defense, I mean, they're the I, I was reading a stat. The Chiefs are the first team since the 2014 Seahawks to allow fewer than 10 points and four times in a five game span. So you know they can't stop Justin Herbert, Tyler. I mean you know the Chiefs can't this, stop this, Justin this, Herbert. This is, this is a tough pick for me. I, I've done multiple Charger games this season. I haven't yet. Is there a pick in here somewhere? Game. Is there a pick? Christina, I'm waiting too. I'm just saying. I'm going to pick the Chiefs again. Oh, my God. <laughs> Lord, have mercy. I'm going to pick the Chiefs over the Chargers. Just, wait till Justin Herbert, your boo, hears you made this pick, Tyler. He's oh, not even going to talk to you in LA. You're, cheat, you're cheating on You're cheating boy. on Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes. That's crazy, man. Mm. I thought he's supposed to be your boo through and through. And now, now, mm. now Pat Mahomes coming to L.A., you going to go chill with him? You going to wear red to the game and everything too, Tyler? Mm. I mean, um, Tyler, I'm, I'm also going to pick the Chiefs. You don't have to answer all that. I'm also going to okay. pick the Chiefs. Uh, I love Justin Herbert's arm. Uh, he might be the next Dan Marino. Dolphins fans, don't kill me. But he's breaking like all of Dan Marino's records right now. Um, the 30 touchdowns in the first two seasons is incredible. He's like a human missile with that arm. Um, I honestly don't think the Chiefs defense can can um, can compete with him, but I also think Patrick Mahomes is not to be messed with as well. I'm going with the Chiefs this week. Mm, okay, moving on to the next show, uh, next game. Sorry, Saturday. All oh, right, because the games are Saturday and Sunday, so you're getting a big, big portion. Although, is there um, why, why we don't have the early early game on here? Because it's not a good game. Oh, okay, okay, okay. All right. Saturday, we have the 9-4 Patriots and the 7-6 Colts. Patriots doing their thing, winning seven straight. Mac Jones showing out. I heard all the Josh McDaniels. Hey, after the game, we can talk about that. Your Colts starting to come back, you know. Um, I don't know. Is, is, it, is, is, this, is this a hard one for y'all? It is kind of hard. Safed, you're a mute. Um, I was just joking about the Saturday early game. It, uh-huh. it is a good game. The the mm-hmm. Raiders and Browns. That's a good, pretty good game. I know you, it's your Browns, Justin. So I'm, just like, I'm just like, I'm just like, hold up, but isn't there another no, game going on Saturday? Okay, I was just wondering. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I, I, I will say, Bill Belichick specializes in taking what you like to do away. That means the Patriots are going to take away Jonathan Taylor. He is are not they? going to run roughshod against are the they? Patriots. I'm picking the Patriots to win. I got Bill Belichick, Mac Jones, my friend, mm. Matthew Judon. And the oh, <laughs> your oh, mac and cheese hating friend, Matthew Judon. Um, I will say the Colts are kind of known for making some mistakes during games, and the Patriots don't make the same kind of mistakes. Um, that will take me to lead them, but come on. The Patriots are not going to stop Jonathan Taylor, all right? And this game is going to come down to Carson Wentz not making the plays that he needs to make. Um, as much as I need to pick the Colts to catch up with you, pick them, pick them, stop it, pick them, stop it. I'm picking the Colts, man. I'm picking the Colts. Let's get let's get one more there. Jonathan Taylor is going to run wild all over the Patriots. All right, he's going to run wild all over them. Um, Patriots run defense. It's not where you think it is, Tyler. I pick the Colts. I, I need I need this to uh, to get my keep the ground back up in the next five weeks. So we'll pick this game right here. Mm-hmm. Next up, Sunday. Next up, next Sundays. up. All right, I'm sending someone's data message. All right, so next game, Falcons six and seven, 49ers seven and six. 
49ers went back and forth in the game that ended up being way more entertaining than maybe folks thought it was going to be. Back and forth, back and forth. 49ers pull that out. Falcons still trying to hang around, still trying to hang around in the NFC. And this is why down the stretch, it is going to be super lit, culminating in a Super Bowl that's going to be super lit because the halftime is also going to be super lit. And that's why we like the NFL over the NBA. However, Tyler, who are you picking? Um, well, first of all, we we should not pick the Raiders and Browns because Jarvis Landry just tested positive for COVID and mm-hmm. uh, Wyatt Teller. So I don't even want to pick that game. Wait, who did uh, you pick? No, 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 I'm picking right now. Okay. I just okay. have to okay. say that we should no, no. not pick the Browns and Raiders game. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm picking the 49ers. They are on the uh, cusp of earning another playoff berth. They're at the number six seed in the NFC. They would be in if the playoff started today. Big win in Cincinnati. As you just mentioned, Joe Cena and the Falcons, they're too inconsistent. They're not good. I got the Niners this one. Okay. Okay. All right. Go ahead. I'm going to pick – I'll pick the 49ers as well. Um, I don't trust the Falcons. They have definitely turned their season upside down from where they started. But uh, Without Calvin Ridley, no less. The the 49ers are too good. I'm going to take San Francisco in this game. Without, did you hear what I said? Without Calvin Ridley? Or yeah, without Calvin Ridley. All right, so Packers are 10-3 and three going up against the Ravens, who are 8-5. and five. Uh, All reports so far is that it hasn't been as drastic as it could have been for Lamar with this injury. So what's going to happen here? I am going to pick the Packers. <laughs> I was close to picking the Ravens. Right. I kind of want to pick the Ravens to have an upset win. They're going to be at home. But like I said, they're the walking wounded right now. Aaron Rodgers, despite the toe injuries, playing at a high level. Devontae Adams, who's going to guard him? Mm. <laughs> who, who the Ravens have to guard him? Marcus Peters is injured. Marlon Humphrey's injured. Devonte Adams expect him to have a huge game in Baltimore. I'm like, isn't there a corner on the street? I'm like, who was on the street? I have to look at the, uh, you know, the street free agents. Maybe, I'm maybe, like, maybe they can uh, sign one of us. Nobody, nobody, nobody don't be signing you. Although your backpedaling gonna be as good as maybe uh, uh, Marcus Peters at when they when the Chiefs don't do what you say they gonna do. But that's okay. That's okay. You like that segue? You like that segue? That's called, that's called being in the business. Got, we just smooth like that. We just smooth like that. I still got a four five forty in me somewhere. A four five forty. You said yeah. somewhere. Oh, okay. Somewhere oh, okay. Oh. All right. So are those? Are those, did I get? A, did I get all of them? Because you know, oh, it hasn't it. picked yet. Okay. Yeah. Go Stop ahead. Go ahead. Stop picked the Ravens. No, no, no. Yeah, I'm going with the Packers in this one. Sorry, sorry, Tyler. Uh, yeah, Green Bay is too good. Baltimore is too hurt. And um, I you really don't think... even know if, if Lamar is playing. I don't like betting. I don't like betting against Aaron Rodgers. Lamar is playing, but nobody that that Lamar speed is some different speed live and in color. And if he's playing that game, I can see a whole bunch of trailing mm-hmm. bodies on, on the field. It, it is. Lamar's speed is a different speed, but the problem is he has to be. And Superman. the game is in Baltimore. He has to be Superman for the Ravens to win now because all their premier stud players are injured. 
Last but not least, we are going to talk about the Seahawks versus the Rams. I don't know if you find this particularly hard, especially after you guys were lathering up the Rams at the beginning of this podcast with the way that they play against the Arizona Cardinals. Or maybe I was doing some lathering too. Okay, but it is what it is. The the tape doesn't lie. It is what it is. So who are you guys picking, Safed? Ooh, Tyler, you know what? The Rams just won. The Rams just won, right? Uh, I, think, I, I think they're going to win again. I think they're going to win again. I like I like the Rams in this one over the Seahawks. Look, Seattle still is very much in the mix here. Uh, Russell Wilson got some connection again with Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf. They played really well last week, um, but I'm still going to take the Rams here. The Rams have a lot more to play for um, than the Seahawks do, who got to win over the Texans. I mean, it's not much. I thought you were going to pick the Seahawks. I was getting excited. And, you know, you're right. The Rams have a lot to play for. I'm going to be at this game, too. I want the hospitality at SoFi Stadium, so I'm going to pick the Rams, too. They're just a better football team, and Aaron Donald can't be stopped. He's arguably the best player in football. I got the Rams. It's a football podcast. Find it now on the USA Today Sports Plus app, where the biggest fans fan harder. Saga.